What is going on and welcome back to Elevate. This is your host, Colin Mason, episode 75. Today, I have a guest. His name is Rob Silva. I went to high school with Rob and we reconnected and uh, I asked him to come on my podcast because he is working in real estate while also going to school full-time at Salve Regina. And uh, what an incredible conversation. It's one of those episodes that you listen to one time all the way through and then just uh, rewind it all the way back to the beginning and listen to it one more time because the golden nuggets that this guy delivers, not only for uh, someone who's aspiring to work in real estate, but also um, in life. There's a ton of golden nuggets and, and amazing uh, things that he talked about. And so he definitely over delivered. Let's get it going. Brother, let's go. It's about dang time that we took out some, uh, found some time in our busy lives to get together. So Rob, welcome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Colin. Can't wait, man. So, uh, like just introduce yourself and tell us what the heck is going on in your life. Cause you're busy, busy as heck right now. And I just want to like, just introduce you. So what's been going on? Yeah, no, I've been busy as hell lately. Uh, I just started my senior year over at Salve, um, studying accounting, um, kind of just fell into that. Both my parents did it. Um, what else is going on? Been busy with real estate. Um, rental season is here, you know. Um, we did we did 21 showings last Friday. Wow. Um, crazy, unbelievable. Um, inventory is flying off the market. Um, so it's just been a balancing act, you know. I got school, I got real estate, and you know, I'm trying to have some fun in the process, enjoy my senior year. So, uh, you know, balance is important. I love it. So, so I, I kind of I've been fascinated about this, about just how your your childhood and your growing up uh, elementary school middle school into high school and into your college years like how did all of that shape like what you're doing currently yeah no that's a great question man um so as you remember we uh, went to high school together um over at Nosset um you know and honestly you know my sports career um played a lot of sports um played hockey year round I don't know if you remember but uh yeah. you know that really kind of got me I've always had this competitive, you know, nature to me, um, whether it was, you know, elementary soccer or baseball or anything like that. Um, and, you know, hockey was just an outlet to, you know, capture that competitive, um, you know, nature. And then, um, so obviously there comes a time, you know, you're done playing sports. Um, and I needed a void to fill that. Um, so I was like, what can I do now that's competitive and it will kind of set me up going forward. Um, so I got into real estate, you know, and it's, um, the, it's really interesting, you know, the, the lessons you learn as an athlete really translate to, um, to a sales career. A thousand percent. And I'm, we're, I want to talk about that a lot later, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated because like the, when I look, when I look back, especially on my college years and when I was doing my graduate, my, uh, my graduate school, when I was working as a strength and conditioning coach, I was really, I, I figured it out, but it took me a while to how to balance school and for you, real estate, right? So it's like, you're, you got a lot on your plate and I'm just wondering how you're able to manage that. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, I am big on planning. Um, I was watching one of your uh, videos last night. Um, you know, the night before you go down and yes. what is for the day. Um, and then, you know, you kind of think about it as you're going to sleep. So then you're kind of already working on the plan and the process. Um, so, you know, today, for example, I was like, I got class at 11, I got a showing at one podcast at two, another showing at four. I need to see that. I need to know where I'm going to be throughout the day. Um, you know, 
but it's tough though because you know in real estate you know anything can happen in a split second so i always try to like put in you know some time padding um so if anything goes wrong you know like clients late you know we get locked out of the house um you know something like that um you always try to like plan for the unexpected um and that's something i definitely didn't get right my first year um, there was this one time I scheduled like five showings in a half hour and it was just, it was just a mess. You know what I'm saying? I'm scrambling, getting there. And, uh, so yeah, no, for me, I need to know where I'm going to be throughout the day. You know, when do I have homework assigned? When do I have, um, showings? When do I have to get paperwork done? Um, you know, like, I mean, I know where I'm going to be every second of that. So, so that's a system, honestly. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, as I'm getting into the coaching, I'm, I'm figuring out that systems are so important. And what I mean by system is like a process that you have specifically laid out for the result that you're looking for. Right. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, you're, you just, we're talking about it, but I want to, I want to go a little bit deeper because I, I think it's fascinating how other people operate their systems. Like I operate my system a certain way. Um, and if you did it the exact same way I did, it might not work as well for, for you. Right. And I think self-awareness is a big piece of that. So, I yeah. mean, talk, talk to us about that system. So you do have school, you have real estate. You're, I mean, you just got your hands in so many, in so yeah. many places. And so like, how do you, how do you, do you have like a, a place you write it all down? Is it like, yeah. what's your system like? How, how does yeah. that work? Um, so every semester, you know, I'll start there every semester, take a look at my class schedule. Cause I know I can't change that. You know, right. real estate, I can make my own schedule. You know, when I'm going to do showings, when we get my work done, I can't change what my classes are. So I plan around that. So actually this semester I gave myself Fridays off and I have two days, my Tuesdays and Thursdays are slammed. So I don't really do anything on those days, but I have all day Friday to do my showings, to do, you know, all these in-person things that I can't do during, you know, during the week. Um, and I actually have a planner. So then I go through, I set up my semester. I'm like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have this class. It goes in. So I'll spend 15, 20 minutes just going through the semester month by month. This is what I have. I know I can't do anything those days or, or those days at that time. So then I'm, then I'm okay. Now I'm working with this much time outside of my classes. So then I'll properly allocate. Okay. I can do showings on this day. I'll set up showings. Cause you know, you got to allocate for that too, just to get on the phone with agents and Hey, is the property still available? This is who I have. These are my tenants. You got to have these conversations. Like it's still work before you even get to the house. Um, and those sometimes take 24 to 48 hours to set up, you know, cause you got to let the tenants know. Um, so if I'm showing a house on Friday, I got to make sure I make those calls by Wednesday. That's crazy. So you, you gotta, you gotta plan for all that stuff. Um, you know, I mean, if I get caught up, you know, if like, I get some downtime, I can like sneak a text out in my class. Like, Oh, like, can I show this property like Friday at two, like in the middle of the class. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I go about my, my schedule and my planning. You know, I start with school. I can't change that. And then I know how much time I'm working with outside of that. And then I go from there. Right. Cause not, not a lot of people are doing what you're doing. Like it's pretty, it's pretty unique to go to school full time and then also like be working on a career at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So like, that's, it's just uh, it's fascinating. And I'm just so glad that you're here to talk about it because I, I honestly think that 
it is something that is so hard to man, not manage, but so hard to balance. Like you, you're literally doing two full-time things at the same time. And, you know, I was, I, I have a kind of dip my toes in that as well. Like when I was a strength conditioning coach, like that was full, <laughs> trust me, that was full time. And then like, I was starting my business too, like on the side. And so um, I, ne- I, not, I wasn't necessarily doing like two full-time things, but I definitely get like the, like, how, like, how do I manage this? And I do think it comes down to that system. So it's awesome. Absolutely. Totally. So, so what do you, um, I mean, we, we're going to talk about real estate. We're going to be talking about sports. We're going to talk about all these things, but like, what are you super passionate about right now? Is there something that's just eating you alive? You just like, love it. You're eating it up. Yeah, no, honestly. So I actually, so last year, um, last year was my first year doing the rentals, um, like just breaking into the business. Um, so I was starting with zero. I didn't have a brand. I didn't have, so my company is out of Cranston and I'm in Newport. Um, so I don't have a ton of support out here. Um, and thankfully I just brought on my broker and I, we just brought on, uh, this kid, um, his name's Elijah. He's 24. He's just getting his license. Um, he's really helped me scale. So to be honest, like I'm just loving, you know, the team aspect of it. You know, if I can't do something, he'll cover for me. If he can't make it, I'll cover for him. Um, and so right now he's building his brand and building his business. So, you know, but I kind of have my brand established for the last year. I mean, you know, there's still plenty of work to be done. But, uh, you know, I kind of have like my name out there. So it's helping when I get clients, I'll put it into, you know, this database for me and him to, you know, use. And it's just a totally different aspect when you have, you know, a partner in crime helping you out. Um, of course, yeah. And it helps you're able to really scale that, you know, what you can do, you know, your business. And also he's taught me a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I may have been doing this like a little bit longer than he has, but you know, just another perspective, you know, I see how he interacts with, you know, my clients, how he goes about, you know, scheduling his day, because, you know, you can't have a big ego in real estate, man, you have to, you know, any in any industry. Yeah. 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 Some of the most some of the most successful people are the are the well, number one, number one, they're the probably the best listeners, because they just they take in so much information from people. And and they're and the people who are the most successful, um, and I'm not talking like financially well, I'm just talking successful it, are the people who can kind of put their ego aside and just be humble about it and learn from everyone. And so like, it's a, if you can keep that like year after year and just be like, Oh, I'm still like, Oh, Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, Giannis, I'm not going to say his last name. I'm not going to say it, right. Like on to the Kumpo, right. The, uh, the bucks, the bucks player. Oh, he's, he's the, uh, I don't know if he got the MVP last year or the year before he's really good though on the bucks the milwaukee bucks but basically i was listening to an interview by him and he was just he was talking about how um he's like do not call me the MVP. he's from greece right he's called like the greek freak so it's like he's like do not call me the mvp like i am not the mvp because the minute that i start thinking that i'm the mvp is the minute that i stop working as hard as i did to get here and i was like wow i was like like this guy is going to be incredible for years to come because if he can have that mentality, because he is, I mean, aside from LeBron James, he's like probably the best player in the NBA. Right. So, but like for someone like that to say, like, don't like, don't call me the MVP because I'm not the MVP. Like I'm still, I still have a lot to do. Like I still have a lot to grow. So I'm like, so what I'm trying to say is translate that to what you're doing. Like you could be like having a really successful time in real estate, but the minute you go, I'm like, I've, I've learned, I've learned enough or like I'm done learning or done growing. Like you're, you're screwed. So I think it's a fascinating mindset to have moving forward. What are your thoughts? That's a great, uh, 
great analogy, man. Um, you know, like I'm big on, you know, the, I spent a lot of time on YouTube, just get my mind right. Um, you know, this analogy, you know, the wolf on the hill is never as hungry as the wolf climbing the hill. You know, you yeah. have to be in that growth mindset, um, you know, because either one of two things is going to happen. You're going to get beat or you're going to get bored. Um, you know, you need to always wow, have, I, like anyway, I always need to have something, you know, pushing me and I need to be looking up. Okay, what am I working towards? Um, you know, my first year last year, I think I did um, like 15 Salve rentals. Um, you know, this year I'm like, okay, I did 15 in that whole year. Let's see if I can do 15 a month. You know, I mean, that might be a crazy goal to have, but you know, I'd much rather, you know, keep striving for something like for something more, you know, see what else I can do. Um, and it's interesting. A lot of that I see, you know, the more, you know, I take care of myself personally, the more I, the better decisions I just make on a daily basis, even if it has nothing to do with real estate, it'll help me get there professionally and it translates into my career, if that makes sense. Thousand percent. I completely agree. Um, actually, there's a weird, I'm going to bring it up. It's a weird analogy. So <laughs> like you're, you're basically describing, okay, here, hear me out, like foot care for athletes. Let, let me, let me describe, you're like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? So a lot of athletes who have like knee problems, back problems, like it usually stems from their feet. Not, not always, but usually it's because their feet are messed up. And so what I did a lot was with the basketball players, we did a ton of foot care. We took care of their feet because that's like the foundation of, I don't even know why I'm talking about this, but, but it's basically like the, the feet are like the foundation. Like if your feet are screwed up, right. It's going to lead to knee pain. It's going to lead to shin pain. It's going to lead to your back pain. And, and it's just like this never ending cycle. So take care of the foundation, which is you, you that actually I brought it back around, which is you. Like if you take care of you, you take care of your feet, right. I'm using quotes here. You take care of your feet. Like it's going to translate into a long career or, a, you know, a successful thing. So, um, and actually I'm reading uh, 10X, the 10X rule by Grant Cardone right now. Fantastic book, but that's the same kind of concept where it's like, you need to be doing like 10X what you think you need to be doing. Like that you need to 10X your actions or your, um, or your goals. It, because even if you come up short, you're going to be way surpassed something than if you undercut yourself. So, I mean, that's just Absolutely. a fantastic book. Um, so yeah. cool. Hey man, Grant Cardone, he's the dude. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Let's get into the origin story. Cause it's, a, I, I know it, but I want everyone else to hear it. So how did you get into real estate? Let's hear it. Yeah, man. So, um, I was going through some stuff in my personal life. Um, I won't get into it, but anyway, so I was like at a point I need to do something for me. I always was interested in real estate. Um, and at the prior to, I was like, yeah, I'll get into it after college, you know, and I'll, you know, take it easy in college, you know, have fun, just get my grades. And then, uh, and then I'll get after it. So then I was just like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to get into it now. So I originally just wanted to be on the investing side, I'd be a real estate investor, cash flow, doors equal dollars, you know, um, property appreciation, you know, buy, you know, low, sell it 15 years later on the market at its peak. You know, that, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I actually said, I was like, I don't want to get my real estate license. I don't want to be a broker. I don't want to be in sales. Um, so then I just like hopped online. I was like, you know, local meetups, local real estate meetups. Um, found one out in Smithfield, you know, made up some crappy business cards, like put like, you know, real estate investor slash wholesaler, like, you know, I gotta do something, try to leave a, uh, um, some kind of impression. So I finally made it out there and, uh, 
I was just, you know, shaking hands and I was watching the presentation and like not really kind of following it. I got my notebook. I'm like just trying to like take something out of it. Um, and I had met this woman there and her name was Deborah. And Deborah had, um, she was a career, uh, had a career in the uh, beauty industry, um, ran a salon. Uh, so by the time she got into real estate investing, she was 50 years old. When I met her, she was, you know, 67, something like that. And she was like, yep, in the last 20, less than 20 years, I've become a millionaire just doing real estate. And um, that really like spoke to me. I was like, wow, like anyone can do this, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, you know, to be completely honest, when she walked in, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at her like, she doesn't really look like a real estate investor, you know what I mean? Versus these guys, like these big tall guys, these nice suits. Um, and that really showed me, you know, anybody can do it. Um, so then later that, that night when I got back home, I went on the website where we all registered for the event and I saw this woman named Deb, not Deborah, just Deb. And that was the only person on there on the list named Deb. And the only person I had met was, uh, there only person named Deborah there. So I got in contact with this woman and, uh, she sounds a little different. I'm like, this has to be her, but like, maybe she just sounds different over the phone. So anyway, we went back and forth for a couple of days and um, she was actually a real estate broker with Century 21. And um, she's also an investor. You know, a lot of brokers are investors as well. So she was like, yeah, I'm going to check out an investment property in, uh, out in uh, East Providence. Um, how about you pick me up Friday? I'm like, why am I picking you up? Like, what the heck? <laughs> so I go and pick her up and was a completely different person entirely different Deborah than the one that I had met at the the meetup I couldn't believe it and I'm thinking to myself I'm like I don't know who this woman is like where is she taking me like this could just end terribly like I don't even know if she actually is a real estate broker or anything and kind of a, you know an oddball of a woman but uh so we drive out to the property and she then she starts talking real estate and you know the specifics I'm like okay so she's legit <laughs> but um so I had never, throughout this whole time, I had never told her that I was looking to meet with a different person. Um, but I had asked her, I was like, why did you decide to, like, why are you taking time out of your day to help me out? And she goes, well, you had said that you were really inspired by my story. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know this woman's story. Mm. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. I felt, oh my God, it was so funny. But um, anyway, we had built a relationship off of that. And, um, you know, Anyway, so then we go back to this coffee shop and uh, I had went up, got the coffees, come back and she goes, uh, what are you doing tomorrow at 2 p.m.? I was like, nothing. Why? She goes, uh, well, I'm really impressed with you. And I just got off the phone with my broker. Uh, she wants to meet you tomorrow at 2 and hire you. And it was so strange because earlier that day, I'm thinking I don't want to be a real estate broker. Here I have an opportunity to become one the next day. And I, she was, I was like, what do I do? She's like, buy a suit, bring your resume, just show up. Wow. <laughs> um, and it's just so funny the way that it works. So I had gone in the next day. Um, the woman I had interviewed with is no longer at the, the company. And, but one of the agents who was there, the first guy I met when I walked through the door, my now broker, Don, um, I, I came up, introduced them, uh, myself to him and, uh, I was like, yeah, no, you look good. Just do your thing and, uh, you know, send me a text after. So um, I went, I interviewed, they hired me. They're like, yep, get your real estate license. We'll sponsor you. Then we'll hire you on. Um, and then I got in touch with Don a couple of weeks later. I was like, hey, man, like, I'm joining the team. Like, can, you know, we get a coffee? 
Um, so I actually drove two hours from Cape Cod to just meet this guy for a cup of coffee. Um, and then I spent my summer interning for him as a, as an assistant while I studied to get my license. It's honestly crazy how like the world works. Dude, this you know what I mean? You know, like lightning struck. It was just the weirdest thing ever, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I could not believe it, but Anyway, so she had, I kind of left out like why I decided to do the brokerage thing after I said I didn't. Um, so we were talking, with, I was talking with Deb and she was just like, you know, you're going to learn sales, you're going to learn how to do deals and you're going to learn real estate. You know, all of those skills are going to translate to your investing career. Um, and honestly, real estate brokerage can be fun. You know, it's competitive, it's fast paced, you know, you're interacting with some great people. I mean, no doubt there's, you know, tough people you're going to deal with in any industry, but it's all good skills to build. Um, so yeah, no, I was sold on it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, you know, I've been selling since, uh, October of last year and, uh, just enjoying it, man. It's, it's quite the, uh, it's been quite the experience so far. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so many questions come from but, but what is, what's some advice? So like, let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, this is interesting. Like this might be something that I want to check out. What's some advice for someone that might be graduating from college or, or graduating from high school. And it's like, you know what, I actually want to get into real estate. What's uh, what's, what's some advice that you would give them? I would definitely try to talk to people in the industry. Um, it's not like what you think on TV. You're not just opening doors. You're not just putting keys in the, in the doors and opening them. Um, you know, you're not just showing property. Honestly, showing property is what I would consider to be the easier part of our business. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. You're doing marketing campaigns, you're doing email campaigns, you're doing cold calls. Um, you know, but the biggest thing that I can that I can offer to somebody that wanted to get into the into the business is you have to, you know, you got to get over yourself. You can't take yourself too seriously you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. Um, and the other thing is too, you know, you need to like, when I first started, I'm like taking these like nice pictures. I'm like, I don't know if I want to post that on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if mm. I want to put myself out there like that. And, um, you know, but that's the thing, you know, like when you first get started, people are going to look at it, be like, what is he doing? Like, why is he doing this? You know, but then if you're consistent and you stay, you know, true to yourself and truly, you know, get over yourself, you know, it makes it a lot easier. And then, you know, a year later, those same people are like, Hey man, like, can you help me find a house? Like, yeah, you know, right. It's just so interesting, you know, and that, that first year, you know, I had a good friend of mine, his father is big time in real estate. He said, you're going to struggle that first year. Um, you know, nobody knows you, you haven't done this before. So even like, I can't stress it enough. You know, that first year is going to show you so much about not just the business, but also, just about life, you know, like I've taken so many lessons from my real estate career and brought it into my own personal life, you know, I mean, in times like real estate, you know, I typically wasn't someone that likes conflicts In real estate, there's conflict. Um, you be able to assert yourself, hey, like I hear what you're saying, but you know, factually, like you are incorrect. Let me show you why. Um, and managing those emotions so you can actually communicate clearly and not you know, just talking louder isn't going to make them hear you, you know what I'm right. saying? Um, so that's a big one that I've learned from real estate that I've taken into my, um, my personal life as well. But um, so it's interesting, it kind of goes hand in hand, you know, you take your life lessons, apply it to real estate, real estate lessons, apply it to life. Um, but yeah, like I said, the biggest thing is you need to get over yourself. Don't afraid to put yourself out there. 
you know, somebody else is going to be willing to put themselves out there and they're the person that's going to win at, right. in the end. Right. I actually, that was, that just reminded me of that. I've just read a, the chapter in 10 X rule and he basically talks about that. Like either you're going to take the massive action or someone else is going to take the massive action. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's whoever takes that action will, will win maybe. So, um, so let, I want to dive in just a little bit more because um, I actually just recorded a podcast episode the other day, all about adversity and overcoming setbacks. And um, I just want to ask you a little bit deeper, like what are some mistakes or failures or, or, or really what's the lesson you learned from those things? So yes, mistakes and failures or however you want to define them will happen, but what's the, what are the lessons that you just referred to? Let's go a little bit deeper. What are some lessons that you've learned from it? Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, for example, you know, cold calling real estate, that's a losing game. You will lose more than you win. That's just a fact. Um, you know, so how I generate a lot of my, um, so this is talking about my sales business. You know, I have the rental business and I have the sales business, completely different, completely different games. Um, so for the sales game, what I do, a lot of my business relies on cold calling, you know, cold calling for sale by owners. These are people that want to sell their house by themselves, but they don't have the market knowledge, the marketing techniques, the pricing strategy to actually take the, you know, take it to the closing. So that's where I come in. So, you know, I'll have all the leads. I'll be like, okay, I have a thousand, you know, leads in my, my pipeline today. Start, you know, just picking up the phone. Um, and then you kind of try to start a relationship, you know, and you, the goal there is to just get in front of them, you know, just create a relationship, get in front of them, you know, show that you can offer value. Um, and that's all working for free. Um, but the thing is, you know, the majority of the time you have people, hey, like the second you say I'm a realtor, so the pitch goes, hey, this is Rob Silva, Century 21 Northeast, um, just calling about the house for sale. Um, so how's the experience been? So just keep them on the phone. But then when you finally go, hey, I'd love to set up a meeting, it's nope, I'm not interested. You know, so we, we do objection handlers for that. But still, you have plenty of people that are just going to hang up on you, say, no, not interested. I, you know, I don't want to work with the realtor. I don't want to pay, whatever it may be you know, you're going to lose more than you win. Um, yeah. you know, as a rule of thumb, we say, you know, you make a hundred calls, you might close one deal. So it's like 1%, 1% of the time you're going to win. Um, so the biggest lesson I can take from that is you, you have to have a very short memory with your, your losses, you know, so you can like have someone on the phone for five, 10 minutes, get them talking, you go for the close, try to get in front of them and they'll turn you down. And you're like, damn, like I just spent like 10, 15 minutes on the phone with this woman and doesn't even want to see me. You know, you can't take it personally and because you have, like I said, if you have a thousand in your pipeline, you still have 999 calls to make. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, you know, learn from it. So what I do after a call, you know, I'll say, okay, where did I go wrong? Cause I know I need to operate at my best for them to even consider going with me. Um, so, you know, I'll be like, okay, I didn't handle that objection. Great. I didn't do this great. So, but you need to fix it, you know? So, okay. On my next call, if I run into that, how I'm going to handle it, you know, but you don't, you can't carry it with you. Cause if you do, you're going to quit and you need to have fun with it. You know, like try to get them laughing, like entertain yourself <laughs> in a way. Mm. Cause it is a losing game. It is 100% a losing game, but you know, you need to have the guts to fail because each failure you're getting closer to that. Yes. You mean, you know, with every no, you're getting closer to that. Yes. Cause you're going to have to make the call one way or another. 
you know, so with every no, you're going to get closer to that. Yes. And you always follow up, you know, a couple days later, Hey, you know, it's Rob again. How's the process? Any more bites? You know, did you have any more showings this week? Have you gotten any offers? You know, continue to ask those questions. And, and those are, you know, the qualifying stage and that's how we, you know, build rapport. Um, you know, just the other day, I'll give you an example. Um, doing a cold call for sale by owner. Uh, this woman, she was like, yeah, no, feel free to come out. I was, I just want to put a name in the face. So I'm thinking, okay, that's a win. Like I'm going to be out there. I'm going to meet this woman. So I drove an hour and a half out of my way for a 15 minute meeting. And I'm thinking, and the meeting went good. She said, Hey, I'm really impressed with you. I showed her some of the work I've done. It wasn't a full on listing appointment. It was just, this is who I am. This is kind of what I can do. You know, I'll be in touch because I know you want to do the for sale by owner thing. I want you to do that. Um, so anyway, I was following up with her over the weekend because I had met with her um, the weekend prior. So I was following up a week later. Um, and she said that, that she had sold it. And so I'm thinking, you know, initially it's like, damn, like I did all this effort. I made those calls. I called her two, three times. I sent her postcards and, you know, handwritten notes just to stay in front of her. So she doesn't forget me a lot of time and effort for nothing. I am putting air quotes for nothing. Um, and, and that's just a part of the game, you know, it's gonna happen, but you're gonna lose a lot of these situations that are out of your control. She sold it, you know, on her own. Um, but you know, like I said, that mindset, you need to be like, okay, what can I take? What's good out of this situation? Um, and so the way I try to view it, I try to view every phone call as a rep, every face-to-face -face meeting as a rep. And it, you know, whether you close or not, you're getting those reps working with people in various different ways. And, you know, ultimately, so when I get, so that's another no, that's going to bring me closer to a yes is that's how I try to add it. There's so much to unpack there. Like, seriously, if you're, I mean, whoever's listening to this right now, like go back and re-listen to that because it's, uh, there's so much in there. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is it's a relationship game. Am I uh, wrong? Yeah. It's, it's gotta a, be what it is. All relationships and entirely relationship based. Um, you know, yes, there's the math, you know, the, the market stuff, but to actually, you know, do deals, you're working with people, you know, it's not about the house. It's about the person. Right. And, and I think what fascinates me is that um, just in terms of on a macro level, like even though like you didn't, you weren't able to work with her, she's going to go to lunch with her friend down the street who knows her aunt's trying to sell a house and goes, wait a second. Wait, I know, I know someone that I didn't work with personally, but he was incredible. Let me, let me put you in contact. And all of a sudden that work that was for nothing. And I'm using air quotes too, because it's not nothing is now that's how that works. And so it is a relationship game. Like it may not have worked out right there. You didn't get a return on investment right there for your time. Right, right there. But what happens is like six months down the road, she's going to talk to her, her friend. And, and then all of a sudden she's going to refer you. And, and that's, and that's kind of how, how it grows. So, um, and I know, and, and actually the, the big question that I have for you is, is have you always had that mindset of that? It's a, it's a rep learn from your learn from the mistakes or learn from the things that happened, or is it something that you've had to kind of grow into as you enter this business? That's definitely something I had to grow into. Um, and quite honestly, it drew on a lot of, um, lessons I learned playing hockey in that respect. Um, you know, I had kind of, you know, so my, just to paint the picture, um, in high school, I had a solid junior year. I was number two, number three on the team in points as a junior. So I'm thinking big senior year coming up. 
Um, you know, I'm going to light it up. Um, my senior year did not go as planned. I was injured, broke my ankle, tore my Achilles, um, played, still played out the rest of the season at like 75% at best. And um, I had one goal all season, one goal all season, but I had still led the team in shots. I was getting, you know, robbed by goalies, hitting posts. Um, and it, it's so funny. So during that season, I just got to a point. I was like, I'm just going to keep shooting. You know what I mean? I was still doing my job on the team, um, but I just couldn't find the back of the net. Um, so I, I kind of, you know, developed that mindset of, you know, no matter what, I'm just going to keep firing away. Um, you know, and eventually one's going to fall. If it doesn't, you know, it's part of life. And um, thankfully, you know, my, uh, it was my last home game. It was my last game I'd ever play at Charles Moore um, for Nauset. And uh, I scored on my senior night. And it was just, you know, it wasn't so much that I had scored. We were already kicking the crap out of the team we were playing. But it was, you know, it was just a testament to, you know, of, you know, perseverance, just keep shooting. You know, that's what I definitely learned. Um, and I, and I just hope, you know, that's something, you know, my teammates to learn from, you know, you, you battle through adversity, even if it's just not going your way, you just keep firing. And, um, you know, in the end, you know, you just hope for the best results, but you do everything you can. And then you need to accept the things that are outside of your control. Um, and it's interesting. I didn't realize that right away when I got into real estate that, you know, it is a numbers game. It's 100% a numbers game. Um, like I said, you're gonna lose more than you win. You know, it's like a basketball player, but the, you know, you know, if you take 10 shots, you make eight, that's good for a basketball player. You know, if you can take 10 shots, make eight as a real estate agent, you're, you should never have to work again. <laughs> right. um, you know, but if you can make one out of 10, you know, one out of 15, one out of 20, um, you know, so you got to think in that kind of, that kind of a respect. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something I had to grow into. And, you know, those intro, introspective, you know, thoughts you have, you know, late at night, you're like, okay, like, how can I change my mindset to, you know, have a better day tomorrow? Now, how do you, I mean, this is, this is more a question for me, right? How do you, how do you not take it personally? Like, how do you, how do you get rejected or, or overcome those ob objections? Right. And, and then you not take it personally, like, oh, like I am failing. Like how do you, like, and I know you've talked about it so much, but like, I want to get deeper. Like how, like, how do you not lay down at night and go, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah, no, that's definitely about it. It's definitely a great question. Um, you know, I think it comes from, you know, getting out of your own shoes and being, putting yourself in theirs. Like, I'm like, okay, if I'm a, like someone selling my own house and I, this random kid calls me, you know, that it's, it's telemarketing. You know, how, like, how often do you give a telemarketer the time of day? You know what I mean? You're right. You know, so in a way, you know, I need to realize this is where I'm coming from. Like, really understand and really know, like, where, what the situation is. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know that I just drove 45 minutes to my office out of it, off of, you know, like an incredibly long day of classes. And now I'm just trying to, you know, help some people out. Like, they don't know that. They just know they're thinking hey, some kid is calling me, he wants to just, you know, make a deal happen. You know what I mean? So it's gonna, it's gonna happen like that. And you need to just do your best to understand where they're coming from and understand, you know, their perspective. And then that can, for me, that helps me get out of my own way and realize, okay, I get it. Like, you probably have a bunch of agents calling you, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
pair of shoes. And and I think um, I just I want to I want to transition a little bit because I think it's this is what's fascinating is is how do you manage your energy? And I've and the more and more I work with people and I coach people and I and I talk to them, it's usually an energy system that's that's struggling. So what I mean by that is like, all right, hey, like calm, like I, I feel like I, I feel like off, right? I feel like I'm not getting the results. I'm I'm not getting the results I'm I'm wanting to get. I'm not achieving my goals. I'm not blah, 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 right? All these things. And when it comes down to it, it's that their energy is just not sufficient. What they're doing biologically, so your sleep, your, your nutrition, your, your exercise, your movement, right? That's one side of it. But then there's also another side of energy, which is like excitement, like fulfillment, like satisfaction, right? Because if you're, you can be crushing exercise and nutrition and sleeping great, but if you're not happy with what you're doing, your energy is going to be low as well. And so there's this like, this crazy dynamic with, you know, biology, but also like, like psychology, you know what I mean? Or, or like your, your, your relationship with yourself. And so I'm asking you and, and feel free to go in any direction you want, but how do you manage your energy on a daily basis, but also on like a yearly basis, like a big scope? How do you manage your energy? Yeah, I know. That's a great question. Um, you know, so that's definitely something that's a system I'm, you know, working on putting into place, um, you know, cause it's easy, you know, I want to sleep in, I don't want to get up and go for a run today um, or go to the gym today. Um, but I know those days that I get up, I actually get out of bed. I, you know, do my run, I eat my breakfast, and then I, you know, get on with my day. I'm, when I'm, when I take care of myself biologically, I'm going to be more set up, you know, psychology, like psychologically. Um, you know, and it's, you know, last week I had a tough day. The day kind of got away from me, new schedule, you know, new classes. It was just my first week of classes. You know, it was four o'clock and I realized, okay, I've done nothing but, you know, run around all day. I haven't eaten today, no water today. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's why I feel like shit. <laughs> yep. yep. That's why I'm not excited about, you know, what I'm doing. Um, and that's something that I kind of, I really struggled with that last year. Um, you know, I'd be doing my homework and then I get a text. I'm like, okay, homework's down. I got to like take care of this deal, you know? And I started realizing the more I do this, the more it snowballs, you know, and the more pressure I'm putting on myself, I'm not putting my best foot forward and I'm not giving my best to, my clients because I'm so run down, but, and, and I'm thinking in my head, like I'm sacrificing so much for them. I'm, you know, taking time, so much time away from my day and what I'm doing to take care of them, but I'm not giving them my best because I'm not giving them, you know, a good positive attitude. I'm not bringing the energy. So I'm, I'm having these interactions with them, but they're not necessarily the best interactions because I'm not the best me that I can put forward. Right. So it's kind of showing me, I need to take care of myself, take the time to take care of myself so I can better take care of, you know, my clients, you know, same could go be said in relationships, you know, you need to, you know, love yourself before you know, you love, can love anybody else, you need to be right within you before you can really give someone your best. Um, and that's something I'm trying to implement into, you know, my life this year. Um, and it takes a lot of discipline, you need to be disciplined to stick to your systems. Um, you know, it is okay. I, in my opinion, if you need to cut yourself a break, do it, but be smart about it. Um, you know, don't let, you know, those tasks get away from you. Um, you know, that's a whole nother idea, but you know, it's, it, you need to have the discipline to, you know, A, you know, realize what you're doing wrong and B, how can I correct it? And then, you know, C, actually doing it. You have to execute. Right. No, I love that. And, and it kind of brings me to 
that that uh w- when you go on an airplane right and you're sitting in the in the in the ladies talking about like all the safety procedures and then they say like make sure you put your oxygen mask on first and then help the person next to you that's the same like i just love that it's such a simple concept but it's a it's a great analogy to use like take care of yourself because then you're better able to help the people around you and improve the lives of everyone around you. So, I mean, I just, I just love that. I wanted to sneak out in there. And then the the last question I have for you, and this is a big one and it's, and it's deep. And I know we've talked about this before, but how does your, how does your spirituality play a role in your life? I know that's a big, a big part of, of who you are. So how, how has spirituality played a big role? Yeah, no, it's um, spirituality to me. It's, you know, finding, you know, your inner peace, um, you know, be at peace with yourself, even in the midst of, you know, your chaos. Um, you know, I had a friend, you know, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine over, uh, over the summer. And I was like, dude, my life is just all over the place. Like I got deals falling apart. I got deals like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like I'm in chaos. Like how can I be relaxed? And he was just like, you know, it needs to become a priority. You know, your inner peace, it needs to be separate. It needs to be a priority. You know, you demand it. It's yours. You take, like, have authority over it. Take it. Um, And that, for me, was something, like, a huge lesson. It just clicked. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I can sleep tonight because I realized it's just one deal. It's not going to make or break my career. It's just this particular deal. Can I make it work? You know, control everything that I can control, except the things I can't. and that's been a big, a big lesson as well. You know, you need to realize what's in your control, do everything you can to, you know, influence the outcome you want, but also realize there's things outside of your control. Um, and for me, I've always been a control freak. I want to control the things I can't control. I'll lose sleep over the things I can't control. Um, and it's the most freeing thing when you can actually say, I know I can't control this. I can only do my best with the things I can control. And, um, and once you get in that mindset, you realize there's a lot more things you can control than you can't control. Um, you know, you can control yourself. I can control how I'm going to feel tomorrow because I'm taking care of myself. I can control my attitude, how I'm going to interact with my clients tomorrow. I can't control whether they're going to like the property or not. I can't control that, you know, but I can control, you know, can I create a relationship with them? So if they don't like it, I can show them something else next week. You know, and that's how I, that's a big role in my spirituality, you know, control what you can control, accept what you can't and, um, and go from there. The rest will take care of itself. Yeah. I think everyone needs to go back to the beginning and just re-listen to this whole episode. Like, like, like I do it sometimes, listen to the whole thing one time and then start it over one more time and then just listen to it again, because you're going to hear all these gold nuggets that you're talking about and you're going to like you're going to start to internalize and go, Oh my God, wow. That is, you know, maybe I'm not in real estate, right? Maybe I'm not in the business world. Maybe I'm not in sales or or any of these things, but what you're talking about translates to every, like to life, like to everybody, everyone can, can get value from what you're talking about. And so like, you know, sometimes I think when we hear podcast episodes or we hear interviews, you're like, yeah, what they're saying is good, but I'm not what, right. Eh, You know, but you know, that big butt comes up, but what you're talking about translates to everything. You know what I mean? If you're a teacher, if you're a student, if you're uh, a grandmother, like there are so many things that what you're saying uh, can just translate over many industries. So I just want, I will like really want to encourage people who are, who are listening to this to just go back and listen to it one more time because it's, uh, it's been a fantastic. Rob, I just want to thank you because uh, this is one of, one of my favorite things to do. Um, this podcast is, is something I just pour my heart out with and it's just something I just really want to bring people value and I think you over deliver today. So I just want to thank you.